Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about pragmatism. It's easy as real estate investors to be idealistic and come up with solutions that are innovative and best in class. But on today's show, we're talking about a number of examples where complexity or cost often force a simpler solution. In our first example, we're talking about a commercial property that will house a restaurant. In commercial applications, we know that garbage containers that are recessed into the ground have several advantages. Number one, they're barely visible at the surface. And number two, they control smells much better. And finally, number three, they can hold more volume than an above-ground solution. Today, we learned that if we need to dig a hole to semi-submerge these trash bins, we will need an environmental assessment and an archaeologist to oversee the excavation. But if we use surface containers and a wooden fence around it, we don't require any such approvals. Now, since trash handling is not truly a first-order value-add component to a commercial product, the added bureaucracy is preventing the better solution from being implemented. We also learned today that any modification that results in the change of the exterior look of a federal government building requires government approval from a special body. But if we want to make any changes to the interior of the building, we don't require any approvals at all. Sometimes the complexity of managing approvals often dictates the answer. We also learned today that cutting any trees would require an environmental assessment to make sure we don't disturb the nests of any rare species. But simply pruning trees and cutting the grass around the trees will not have those requirements. Understanding the specifics of a regulation can often dictate a pragmatic solution. In our second example, we're talking about a design that was completed with input from a client, but with no input from someone who understands cost-effective construction. We had to spend a few hours value engineering features out of a property that never needed to be introduced. Last week, we saw the design of a building where the architect had located all of the infrastructure in the basement. That meant that all of the electrical panels, all of the water heaters, everything was in the basement. The additional cost in wiring and plumbing is exorbitant, especially for those apartments on the top floor. Not only that, the time for hot water to reach the shower or the sink on the top floor of the building would be excessive. The user experience would be terrible, all in the name of saving about 9 square feet in each apartment. There was also an acoustic engineer who proposed fiber insulation inside the interior walls of this residential building. Intuitively, this might make sense. But for those who truly understand acoustic engineering, this is a much less expensive and more effective solution. You see, filling a wall cavity with fiber insulation could cost about $2.50 per square foot. But if you simply add a second layer of drywall with a small air gap and stagger the framing, you can achieve an even better acoustic isolation for under a dollar a square foot. And when you multiply the savings across a few hundred units, the dollar savings are substantial. We're sourcing windows for several projects. The architect called for several large windows and large opening glass doors with a transom window above the door. Well, it turns out that most window suppliers have a size limitation. A size limitation is not a manufacturing limit, but a transportation issue. You see, very few window installers have a truck that can handle a window assembly that's larger than 10 feet in any one dimension. Rather than forcing the problem onto the installers, manufacturers simply refuse to manufacture a window assembly larger than 10 feet in size. If you want a larger than 10 foot window, you'll have to assemble it on site or purchase multiple smaller windows. There are a few specialty suppliers that can do custom production runs to suit anything you want, but you'll pay the premium for those extra large windows. Or maybe pragmatism takes hold and a minor redesign of the window openings and specifications would save both the effort and cost of a specialty item that can't be easily procured.
In a third example, we had a subcontractor propose a labor-saving product. In this case, they were suggesting that we purchase a single product that combines the exterior sheathing, a layer of rigid foam insulation, and a moisture barrier all in one product. But in this case, the insulation is on the inside of the sheathing, so it's not as strong structurally as the more conventional wall assembly, made up of the three discrete products. The argument is that it was comparable in price to discrete products and it would take a third of the labor to install. But on further investigation, we found the material was actually 50% more expensive than the discrete products and the labor savings were overstated. In the end, we would actually save money by using the discrete products and doing it the old-fashioned way. These are all the types of trade-offs that we examine on a daily basis. Now, we're not a general contractor. We hire the general contractors, but unless you're willing to immerse yourself in the decisions that are being made, you'll become the victim of decisions that are made for you. Sometimes those decisions will get you a finished product, but a high cost and often with high complexity. As you think about that, be prepared to dive into the details so you understand the scope of what's being quoted for you. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.